At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The first strike here on Visa. I'm your host, Dave Ross, going to break down an intriguing card this weekend at UFC Apex here in Las Vegas coming up on Saturday night. To help me do that, of course, Lou Finicaro is standing by. Dan Breedland's going to join us. Reed Kuhn and Britton Hess all on the lineup today. A star-studded affair, as always, as we do each and every Tuesday here on First Strike. Let's get out to the man you can follow on Twitter, as I do, at Gamblu. He is Lou Finicaro, the host of the Bout Business Podcast. Lou, very quickly, a very interesting UFC 284 that wrapped up uh, over the weekend down under in Australia. What were your takeaways from it, my friend, and how did you fare on the main event? Uh, well, first of all, Dave, this is a great, exciting show early in the week. Love the format. Thanks for having me on. 84 was great. Uh, we win a few ducats. We lose a unit on Volkanovski, but you know what? The handicap was correct. Yes. He, he gave Makachev everything he wanted and more. I think the, uh, the aura around Makachev is now lifted, and Volkanovski has options. Makachev also saves face, wins a very close decision, and uh, we all walk off, I guess, better because we got to see two great athletes compete for 25 full minutes. Yeah, the pound-for-pound battle uh, was up there. Some people thought that Volk won it on the cards. Obviously, uh, Islam does maintain that 155-pound strap, but I thought your handicap was right on. And for an over $3 betting underdog in Volk, certainly got your money's worth. 
uh, for five dynamic rounds uh, down under. Let's get to this card out here at UFC Apex this weekend. And obviously, you look at Andrade against Blanche, uh, Blanchfield here in the main event. Aaron, right now, a, a, a small underdog here. I'm seeing about a plus $1.35 on Tuesday against Andrade, a former champion at 115, now fighting it here at 125 pounds. Minus $1.65 for Andrade, uh, plus $1.40 here on Blanchfield here at DraftKings. What do you make of this potential five-round main event? Well, it, it's fascinating in that it's short notice for Andrade and really even more so than for Blanchfield, who's originally the young Blanchfield gal, 23, a dynamo and and really on the fast track to a title. Uh, she's originally going to face Talia Santos, a, a slight but longer, leaner uh, athlete. And then in short notice, Santos can't get her trainers to get visas. <laughs> and so Andrade, who is just a bulldog uh, crossed with uh, a buzzsaw, steps in on short notice after she completely dismantles Lauren Murphy a month ago. So. I, this is a really tough spot for Blanchfield, Blanchfield in short notice. And uh, it opens Andrade minus 190, and you've seen compression. It's going towards Blanchfield, which is very interesting to me. This is, a, I think Santos was going to be a pretty good step up for Blanchfield. This is a, another half a step up from that. Is she ready for it? I'd like to think so. She's going to have to rely on her singularly dimensioned ground game, grappling game, her size and her youth against a gal. Again, we just saw what she did against mm. Murphy. Now, there could be a little recency built into Andrade based on what she did to Murphy, who I think is a shot fighter. Uh, this is not the same gal as Lauren Murphy, but uh, also Andrade is not the same as Molly McCann. This is sets up to be a fascinating fight. Right now, gun to my head, I would bet that the fight starts round three, minus 140 available at DraftKings right now. That would be a release I would be willing to make as we talk right now on a Tuesday, Dave. Uh, Lou, that's excellent because, again, you look at the total here. Again, potentially five round for a main event fight. Right down the middle here, juiced evenly, minus $1.15 uh, for two and a half. So instead of picking a winner uh, like you said, maybe inside the decision, what you're looking for is this fight to go into those deeper rounds, at least to start round three. Is there an advantage for Andrade here? Because normally you think about a 23-year-old fighter versus a 31-year-old fighter, and maybe you want to drag her into deeper waters that she's not accustomed to, and certainly potentially in a four- or five-round fight. Does it favor the older fighter, but who's still in her sweet spot at 31 years young, against a 23-year-old to make this a longer fight versus a potentially shorter one? Every interest for this fight to go past a minute and a half belongs to the Blanchfield side as I handicap the fight. Uh, Andrade is not, you can't, don't take the stripes off a of zebra. Andrade is who Andrade is, and she's going to start <laughs> the motor, and when the motor goes, she's going after it. And, and it has to be overwhelming, tsunami-like barrage. I, I believe that's what Blanchfield's going to see. How's she going to handle that? Yeah, that's exactly right. It's hard to, to fight differently now if you're Jessica Andrade. That's the way she knows how to fight coming forward. I'm looking for that knockout for sure. When you look at the co-main event here in Jordan Wright against Zach Palga, Palga right now almost a $3 betting favor. I'm seeing about minus 275 in the space, space against Jordan Wright here, plus 230. We, we know normally what to expect 
from a Jordan Wright fight. What do you expect from Palga here as a sizable favorite here in the co-main? Well, Palga just got Palga's really a a two o fiver, and he was cruising around at kind of like Jake Nalmeida at two and a quarter, two thirty, when he decided to take on uh, uh, the Usman brother mm-hmm. of Kamaru, who's a heavyweight and and it has to cut weight to get to two sixty five. The guy's chiseled out of marble. <laughs> in any case, I when I saw the Palga in that fight. I liked everything about it. He went right after him. He wasn't afraid. He was striking with him. He was showing up, but he got touched. Now, all Jordan Wright has is early power. He's been finished in his last three. The key to this fight, in my opinion, is that Pauga's moved down now to 205, and he'll rehydrate back to 230, where Wright was fighting at 185 and now has decided to move back to 205 because the cut may have been too tough for him. Uh, I, I think this is a, a, a dynamic mismatch, and I would advise Pauga in every kind of parlay that you could make. You mentioned Jordan Wright. It feels like five minutes, and then if those five minutes, if the fight's not already been decided, you wonder what's left here. Speaking of fighters changing their stripes, is there any way that you mentioned the bad weight cuts? Could it be better for him at 205 cardio-wise in case we do get to a second round or beyond? I don't think cardio is his issue after four or five minutes, Dave. I, I think it's – he's from Bel Air. The, he's, the, he's the Beverly Hills ninja. Come on. Uh, it, it's, for, it's fortitude. And, and really, I think his, him carrying the 205, his power is going to transfer and his, his length and aggression early, that all fits. So he's got a short window to get this done and catch Pauga. I just think Pauga is just going to be too much and and too just mow right over this guy. And I think it's Pauga inside the distance. And you can look at it. Does the fight go the distance? I bet it. Yes is minus three, four, five hundred. So yeah, I, I don't give Jordan Wright much much opportunity here after four minutes of what we'll see as a competitive fight. Yeah, exactly. If you think he goes over seven and a half minutes, just to go over a round and a half, plus 230, to your point, Lou, right? For the fight that go the distance, plus 330. So we're not expecting, at least the bookmakers out here in Las Vegas right now, not expecting this one to go deep uh, into the Uf- UFC apex on Saturday night. I know that there's a, a fight on this card, the very first fight, uh, that you're looking at in, in a guy like Clayton Carpenter here. Uh, what do you make of his uh, introduction here to the UFC at minus 285? You've had your eyes on him. Tell the people about Clayton for those that don't know. A debuting fighter, really got great size, excellent grappling uh, BJJ game, uh, can strike, well-rounded fighter, uh, the MMA lab. So what does he sharpen his uh, tools with every morning? Four killers in the Bantamweight division, Casey Kenny, Mario Bautista, Sugar Sean O'Malley, mm. and uh, Kyler Phillips. So th- this is a gym that really excels in bringing young people in, and those 125, 35, 45 divisions, uh, John Crouch does an amazing job with. This, this kid is talented and good, and he catches a kid been on a long layoff, but uh, the uh, opponent is game willing. This is going to be a great fight, but at the end of the day, Carpenter's size and his BJJ is going to be way too much. Uh, if you can find the inside the distance, which is is a, 
available right now, just one or two uh, outfits, it's minus 125. I've already made that play, and I'll make that recommendation now whenever that line comes out. Carpenter inside the distance. I think he has a very good debut here. Yeah, minus 285 right now here in his flyweight debut. So again, uh, first time with those bright lights of the octagon in the UFC. Because of the people he trains with, Lou, you don't think it'll be too much for him to handle as a big favorite here, almost a $3 betting favorite? He's been at plenty of the locals, and and he's been in the uh, apex because he's coming from contender. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, there could be some of that, and maybe he's got some jitters. His opponent has been in a UFC fight, albeit he, he got overwhelmed, but I still think that the advantage is to the opponent in the experience department, and it's, I think it's good you bring it up. Uh, very quickly, Lou, I see a bad moon rising. That means Jim Miller is back on this fight card here against uh, Alexander Hernandez. What do you make of Jim? He's going to be a Hall of Famer whenever he decides to hang him up. Again, almost a $2 betting underdog against Hernandez here, uh, who's a favorite at minus 225. And then the total is telling to me because I'm, I'm thinking Jim Miller, he's durable. All he's got to do is take this kid who gasses out in every fight he has into the second round. So we're going to get a two and a half and Jim Miller is going to scrape them all over the map. But we get the one and a half and that scares me a little bit. <laughs> uh, Hernandez potency is first five minutes and Jim's a little bit older now, 39 years old. It's going to be a good fight. Uh, Lou, always appreciate your insight as always. Again, check out the Bout Business Podcast, people. They'll have those releases coming for you on Friday. Don't go anywhere. When we come back, Dan Vreeland next here on First Strike on Easton, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving you plenty of ways to bet the UFC. Just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. You're going to be able to bet on more than just the main event. DraftKings has great odds on fight lines, total rounds, and futures for all MMA events. Eligible restrictions to apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for all the terms and conditions. Back here on First Strike, Dave Ross here in Las Vegas. I want to bring in Dan Vreeland. We love talking to Dan each and every week. Again, he is the writer at Gambling Podcast, Cage Side Press, host of Top Turtle MMA and SGPN MMA. This is already Dan's third pod of the day on a Tuesday. You really are the hardest working man in MMA. But, Dan, I want to let you know, out here in Las Vegas today, because I know you're back in the East Coast, it's snowing here on a Tuesday, so we're getting some of your weather out here. Well, I'm glad it's out there and not out here. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, Dan. Very quickly, before we look ahead to this week's card, what were your thoughts wrapping up UFC 284? Because, again, it was obviously a great pound-for-pound matchup here. goes all five rounds uh, in the main event. Islam Makhachev does get the decision against Alexander Volkanovsky. Your thoughts? Did you agree with the decision? And what do you make of that mythical pound-for-pound title? Uh, so, you know, in real time, I had scored it for Volkanovsky. I had given him the second round as well as the the third and the fifth. I, I think if I probably went back, I, I was probably seeing it with a little bit of rose-colored glasses because <laughs> I do like Volkanovsky. And, and, you know, nobody wants to see, like, a close title fight. You know, the two first rounds go to the same guy. Then it feels like Volkanovsky's kind of up against it. You know, pound for pound is always the silliest conversation you could possibly have because, <laughs> uh, you know, Makachev ain't making 45 they aren't ever going to be the same size. So, uh, yeah, I mean, we can sit here and argue about it all day. But uh, at the end of the day, the voters vote and we just pretend like we understand it all. Absolutely. But I think, again, like we talked about it with Lou, what a live dog for a guy that was over a three dollar betting underdog uh, in that main event. So a uh, very intriguing UFC 284. Let's get to this card here. And obviously, we're, we'll, we'll start off with the main event here, because I do want to know your thoughts there when you look at Jessica Andrade against uh, Aaron Blanchfield here. Blanchfield feels like the, the numbers come down. She's taken some of the early money here this week. I wonder where this goes before we get to Saturday night here at the UFC Apex. Andrade, of course, a former champion at 115. Uh, a solid favorite, minus $1.65. Short notice for her to take this fight. What do you make of this one? And because of that short uh, notice nature, if you will, do you think this one is a quicker night instead of potentially getting to those championship rounds? Yeah, so this is a tough one because th- there's so many facets to break down, right? We we have seen Jessica Andrade struggle with takedown defense before. Mm-hmm. Obviously not in her last fight. She did really well against Lauren Murphy, but, you know, had trouble with Dante Shevchenko. If you go back to her strawweight days, had trouble with Tisha Torres. Clearly, that's what Blanchfield wants to do. On the other hand, Blanchfield's never fought a striker who looks like Jessica Andrade. So for me, that's already a tough piece to break down. Then you add in the short notice factor of it all, the fact that she's you know, up at flyweight instead of down at strawweight where she said she was going back to. There's just so many things. But at the end of the day, for me, I think the big piece is that Aaron Blanchfield not get caught in between striking and grappling because the people who struggle against 
Jessica Andrade. Sometimes I think the people who don't know the direction they want to go, you know, Lauren Murphy really thought she was going to strike and have a good time technically striking with, with Jessica Andrade. And when it didn't work, she went to the grappling. As long as Erin Blanchfield doesn't make that mistake and she just uses her striking as a means to an end to get to the ground. I actually think her on top of Jessica Andrade is going to be a really difficult proposition for Andrade because you know, she is a 115 pounder. She does make 115 pound limit while she's very strong. I think as long as Aaron Blanchfield follows that game plan, I actually think she gets it done with the grappling. And then on top of that, when you say, you know, the, the fact that it is short notice and you worry about the championship rounds, I don't know that Andrade is going to go out there and knock her out. I definitely don't think she's going to go out there and submit her. I think the longer this fight goes, the more it favors Blanchfield too, being that it's short notice, you know, Andrade has had weight trouble in the past, like, I, I think the later rounds are going to benefit her. Wow, so you look at there, again, uh, via sub, if you think Blanchfield can get her arm raised here, 5-1. to one. KOT, KRDQ, a little bit longer proposition there at 7-1. to one. And conversely for Andrade, plus thirty because we know that's what she wants to do, right? She wants to strike and use those hands for the fight to go the distance at plus eighty. When you look at the, the, the method of victory, are we going to hit the cards here, Dan? Or do you think somebody, whether it's Blanchfield late or Andrade early, can get this potentially done? I think the, the odds of this ending inside the distance are probably pretty high. You know, whether it's Andrade getting tired or Andrade landing one of the big bombs right. here and having the striking advantage, because she clearly has it. With that being said, I think the over being set at two and a half is a little bit, you know, the, with it being even money there or close to even money mm -hmm. there. I th I think that that's kind of silly because I do think there is going to be a feeling process out here. And also, if Blanchfield is trying to make this a grind, is trying to make this a tough fight, you might see them spend a round trying to grapple up against the cage and like jockey per, per position in if she does that, which I think ultimately is a smart game plan, I think you're going to see that over hit pretty easily. All right, so over two and a half is a good lean there at minus $1.15. We'll see where those numbers go before we get to Saturday. Uh, you look back on this card, a little bit deeper into it, you look at Philippe Lenz here, a pretty sizable favorite against Ovin St. Prue. So OSP back out there. You know, I always say no country for old men. And we know, you know, Ovi, uh, Ovin St. Prude is not a youngster anymore at 39, but Lenz is not necessarily spring chicken at 37. What do you make of this fight here in the light heavyweight division? You know, it's interesting. I, I, I think I had written off uh, Felipe Lenz after he had had 30 fights canceled or something like that in a <laughs> couple of years time. It seemed like he was never going to fight again. He comes back at light heavyweight and in that fight with Marcin Procneo, I, I was like all over Procneo on that because I thought for sure, how's this guy going to take all this time off? How's he going to come back down a weight class? And he looked incredible in that fight. He looked like he had refigured out how to fight a different version of himself. He looked good. He looked lean. And, and for Ovin St. Prue, it's kind of always been the home run or nothing, right? Like Ovin St. Prue has always needed the knockout shot or the, the choke on the ground or things like that. In, in Felipe Lenz, could, could he be susceptible to getting hit on that? Sure. But I think the way he was crafty against the guy who's also dangerous than Procneo, I think the way he defended himself in that fight gives me enough confidence to say, yeah, he should be the favorite here. You know, I, I might not be super enthused about the negative 215 line, but I, I do think he's got a lot of advantages over OSP here. You mentioned Procneo here. Marcin's back in there against William Knight in a fight that's really right now, according to the odds makers, pretty even. Right now, Knight, a small favorite, minus $1.15. Procneo, minus $1.05. So are you gun shy now about Marcin after what happened against Philippe Lenz? 
I'm going to be honest. I'm pretty gun shy at any fight that has Thick <laughs> Willie, uh, William Knight in it. Because, man, I don't know if I've ever predicted one of his fights right. In, in complete honesty here, <laughs> it seems like I can't get a read on that guy whatsoever. But that being said, it, you know, you gun to my head. You're going to make me pick on this one. I'm actually going to take William Knight here. Because, yeah, Procneo gave me a little pause, you know, fighting a guy like uh, Felipe Linz last time. And, and just really not looking like he could find the range. Knight's one of those guys who he's so difficult to peg, but he is so physically gifted. He's so strong. I hated that he went up to heavyweight for that short while. Um, but if you've seen any of his workouts lately, the guy looks like he is back in incredible shape and mm. should make 205 with no problem. So I, I like that facet of him. I like that it looks like he's really driven for this fight. And, you know, I, I do think the physicality factor here could be a big problem for Procneo if he gets in his face, if he crowds him up. So I'm looking for that to be the avenue for for Thick Willie for William Knight, but uh, <laughs> man, dude, that that dude is impossible to get. You know, one of the the, the biggest uh, number on the board here is Myra Buena Silva. She is a minus four sixty betting favorite right now against Lena Landsberg. Right now, the comeback there, and Lena is about plus three seventy. Is this properly priced for you in the bantamweight division, or do you think maybe there's some value on the dog here? You know, since Maria or uh, Mara Buena Silva came up to Bantamweight, she has looked really good. Mm -hmm. um, so I think we're seeing that being appropriately lined. I would also say this, you know, Lena Landsberg took time away, had her first child. And when she came back, she really looked tough. She, she did not look like she was her old self. She looked slower. She looked like she could be dominated in the grappling. I think as a result, it winds up being priced probably correctly here. I, I think if you're looking to get value on Silva looking for that sub prop. Cause I do think she's going to get this to the ground. She's going to look to, to finish the fight. I, I think there's probably value there, but I will say, uh, you know, we we've seen a few fighters in their first fight back from having children, you know, have a tough time out there. You know, we saw it with Nina uh, Antaroff or mm -hmm. Nina Nunes. We saw it with Mackenzie Dern. And then somewhere around the second or third fight, they really do turn it back around. So it wouldn't totally shock me, but I have a tough time pulling the trigger on somebody who looked that rough last time out. Absolutely. Dan, when you look at some of the, the fights in the undercard here and the beginning of the night, you're seeing a lot of $2 favorites, two fifty favorites. Is there any dog that you really look at maybe earlier on in this card here at UFC Apex that you see some value here on a Tuesday? Yeah, I really like Themba Garimbo. Uh, he's fighting AJ Fletcher on one of the early fight nights, and you're seeing him just a little bit over $2. And the thing I like about Garimbo is he, like, low-key has a little bit of wrestling. In fact, that, that tends to be what he wants to do first. But I actually think he's got a large advantage over AJ Fletcher here in the striking department. Fletcher has got one of the shortest reaches in that division. And seeing Garimbo strike, he strikes well from distance. Front kicks, push kicks, side kicks, a little bit of oblique kicks. And then in addition to that, his his hooks and his straights are really long. So the fact that he's got a long advantage there, I think it's going to play really well against AJ Fletcher. All right. So Luke Garimbo there maybe live at over a $2 betting underdog. Dan, appreciate the insight as always, my friend. Enjoy the fights. We'll see you next week. There he is, Dan Freeland, everybody. When we come back on to Washington, D.C., Reed Kuhn up next. First strike here on D.C.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, hey, <laughs> hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah. But I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self, and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Start your morning with VEASAN's newest podcast, VEASAN Daily Morning Bets. Josh Applebaum gives you every piece of info you need to be ready for betting the day's biggest games in just 15 minutes. He discusses line movements, injuries, what you need to be looking at before you make those bets. So get some coffee and make the VEASAN Daily Morning Bets podcast part of your morning routine. Download and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Dave Ross here back at Circus Sportsbook here in Las Vegas. Let's go back out to Washington, D.C. Always love catching up with Reed Kuhn each and every week. Of course, he is the author of the book uh, of Fightnomics. Uh, and again, very analytically driven, driven. And of course, he has uh, that book, maybe a sequel coming one day, but not yet. So says Reed Kuhn. Reed, I want to get your thoughts on UFC 284 before we look ahead here uh, to this card, because again, that main event 
all five rounds, pound for pound, a mythical title here. Uh, we, we knew, we thought that Volk would be in play as over $3 betting favor and certainly gave scares for those who had Islam Makachev weighing that big price tag. Well, I think you and I both talked about it. The value was on the over in that matchup because while I did agree with Makachev being the favorite and I did acknowledge that the size difference could help him, if anything, I also saw that it was much more of an even matchup on paper if we ignore the weight difference. And so Volk definitely lasted. He definitely showed that he was able to win rounds, especially like a really strong final you know, round five that he clearly won. Um, but I do agree with the judges. It, it was three to two uh, on my card, mm-hmm. um, but very close. And yeah, I mean, if they were down at featherweight, I think Volk takes it. So, and that will leave that argument up for who is, in fact, the pound for pound best in the world because we will never see that fight at 145 pounds. But you and I uh, on that over on two and a half, cash is for us uh, down under. Let's get to this card, Reed, because it is very interesting, the main event here. Certainly a fighter like Andrade. You've got a lot of data on her, obviously, from 115 now up at, at uh, 125. And Blanchfield feels like a fighter on the rise, and we get that age difference at 23 to 31. Normally, you would think that would favor the younger fighter, but is that actually a disadvantage because you just don't have the volume for a fighter still in her prime, potentially, in Andrade at 31 years young? Yeah, actually, she is so young. She falls onto the left side of my curve. There's actually a curve I made in the book, Fightnomics, where I looked at the win rate by age. And when you first get into the UFC, younger fighters actually need to climb the curve a little bit because they are still getting better. They are improving. They're getting, they're still working on their ground game. They're still getting stronger in some cases uh, and just finding their, their right weight class. So uh, there is a bit of a learning curve and that could work against someone who is this young going into a main event against a former champion. This seems like a big step up. Just look at their resumes. Yeah, I got a ton of data, 200 minutes on Jessica Andrade and it's against elite talent, you know, title fights, five rounders. You got Blanchfield who has, you know, only a handful of fights, 41 minutes of octagon time, and she hasn't faced a single ranked opponent yet. So this just feels like a massive jump in strength of schedule here. And it makes me look at those numbers and say, you know, I'm not just going to go down the list and check off advantages. I need to remember the context that if anything, Andrade's numbers are deflated or Blanchfield's are inflated because of that. And again, when you look at the total here, and again, a potentially five-round fight here, because we, we try to figure out styles and pathways to victory, we know what Andrade normally does, right? She's going to be that bull in the china shop. She wants to come out and dictate with her hands. Can Blanchfield show the patience where, it, for wrestlers, you would want to take it into the, deep, the deeper waters here where maybe she could gain an advantage later? But I wonder, deer in the headlights, as you mentioned you know, main event, you're, you are 23 years old against a veteran former champion. How do you think that dynamic plays out? The over is going to be tricky here because normally when you have a fight with Andrade, there's a higher level, there you know, greater probability of a finish than a typical fight in that division because she is a dual threat fighter. She can do submissions. She can knock people out. Uh, she can slam you on your head and win a knockout that way, what she did to Rose. Um, So she is a finisher, but you're right. Like a much younger opponent, if this person, if we start seeing that really fresh uh, stamina from her, maybe she can turn this into an exercise contest and last into those later rounds. Um, But I just don't know. I just don't have enough data on Blanchfield to make that a confident play. And that's that's a tricky thing about having a veteran that's very proven and I know what I'm getting versus someone who's brand new. But lining them up side by side, I'm going to go with Andrade here. I think 
overall, that line is there's value in her favorite price. And I'm probably going to take that on Saturday. Absolutely. And again, I love uh, where your numbers take you, right? So if you don't have the data on Blanchfield, you're probably going to steer clear of that. And you look to where the numbers show you have an advantage. And that certainly could be with Andrade here as the smaller favorite. I, you know, speaking of volume, when you have data for Fightnomics, boy, do you have it with Jim Miller, right? We know he's going to go to the Hall of Fame one day. Uh, that certainly is not in question. But I guess what is in question against Anthony Hernandez here is, you know, Father Time is undefeated. So you have all that great data on Jim Miller. It shows, sounds like he wants to fight forever. We know he can't at 39 years old. And Hernandez here at 30. So whereas that eight-year age difference in the main event feels like it could favor the 31-year-old, is there a, a possibility to make a case that Miller, with all that extra experience at 39, can it really favor the older guy? It can. It can in certain situations, and it the way it favors the older guy is on the ground. And Jim Miller is one of the best and most seasoned grapplers there is in the game. Um, you, know, you talk about sample size, 388 minutes of fight time. That is, I mean, like I'd be hard pressed to sit down and watch the Lord of the Rings trilogy, you know, <laughs> start to finish, um, let alone be fighting in a cage for that long. Uh, that's how much experience Miller has. And he's still getting it done. And keep in mind, he actually did have some health problems a few years back that he overcame and improved his diet. So he, he actually came out of this trough and got better. Um, so this is a situation where if he is keeping it close against the cage, get it down, work his submission game, he can actually leverage that experience. And I think Alexander Hernandez isn't the type of guy who's going to fight, you know, a very strategic fight. No. He actually does go out there and gets into brawls sometimes. And so I think that works against him here. So I do see value on the dog. You don't normally see me betting on the much older guy pushing 40. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm usually the guy very loud about that. But in this case, at nearly two to one, I see value on Miller. That's a great point because you know how Alex Hernandez wants to fight. He likes to be the bully in there, right? He likes to show I'm the younger guy. I'm the fresher guy. I'm going to try to go in there and get the knockout here. If Miller utilizes the wrestling that you're, you're talking about here, could you see this fight going deeper potentially all three rounds? Is that a possibility here? Well, Miller's grappling game is very submission focused. Um, mm. Over half of all trips to ground, he's going to attempt at least one submission. So that's a, you know, when I'm looking at certain metrics, that one pops off the page as abnormally high. So he has an arsenal. You know he's good enough at locking those in. And while I, I do think it might take a bit to, you know, wear Alexander down in round one, I could see a round two or a round three rear naked choke. Um, it's trickier to play the prop here. Yeah. Uh, I think overall there's a lot of finishing potential because if Alexander does find that clean shot and land a haymaker, um, that's the only way he wins. He does have a few knockdowns to date and above average knockdown rate. So that's how Miller goes down. Um, but you know, overall, more finishing potential than usual. I'm not going to try to play the rounds, though. Uh, there it is. Uh, juice to the uh, right now over is minus $1.45 for a round and a half. For the fight that go the distance, which is interesting here, is plus $1.65. So that number really flips uh, very quickly once you get past that demarcation line of seven and a half minutes. Uh, I do want to ask you, speaking of old men here, uh, we got Ovin St. Prue back in there, uh, and we know he's going to go up against a guy that's not much uh, younger than he is, and that's Fleep Lenz. Lenz here at, at 37, and Ovin St. Prue at 39. What do you make of these two old guys thrown down here in the light heavyweight division? 
Yeah, mixed feelings. Um, OSP is a former client of mine. Oh. Um, so I used to do his scouting reports a long time ago. Uh, but this is a fight where actually, yeah, you, you see weapons on both sides. And when St. Pru is on, he is just such a freak athlete. He makes it look effortless. He hits someone so hard, they fall down. And it looked like he didn't even intend to do that. That's how much of an athlete he is. And he also picked up this crazy ground game where he has all these Von Flew chokes that just come out of nowhere yeah. that people don't expect from him. So he is dual threat. He can finish fights on the feet and on the ground. The problems that we've seen him, especially as he got older, is his gas tank. He tends to fade in the later rounds, not be able to put up that output. Um, so Lynn's, you know, probably the more eager wrestler here, you know, St. Prue you know, could pull one of these, you know, Von Blue chokes from the, from the ground. I mean, that would be fascinating. So tons of finishing potential, but this is one where I see a coin flip and I'm going to take the plus money value and barely like, this is a fight that I mostly want to stay away from. Uh, but I might sprinkle on OSP just for all time's sake. Uh, and because I know that he can surprise people. Plus a dollar 85. I'm picking up what you're putting down there very quickly in, in the last minute here. Another fight that you find some value on here, uh, Reed, when you see on a Tuesday before we get to Saturday. Um, Marcin Prochniow, I'm keeping an eye on that one. Um, there's been a lot of price fluctuation. I mm -hmm. uh, might take a small stab at him. I'm very worried about the knockout threat that Knight has. Uh, but Prochniow, um, very diverse striker. Lots of kicks, body kicks, leg kicks. Um, he has been in with other sluggers recently and survived. And so some his knockdown risk might be from his earlier years. So I'm going to keep an eye on that one. Uh, and then Silva versus Landsberg. Um, I just think Silva is better across the board. I think I have enough data to conclude that I believe those numbers, that she is superior on both the feet and the ground. So um, that's one that could be a parlay anchor for you. She's a heavy favorite, but I believe in that one. Yeah, it seems to make sense why she's that big favorite. Uh, we appreciate it as always, Reed. We'll catch up again next week. Come on back. Britain has next here on First Strike. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. We continue first strike here on Vison Davros, joined by MMA aficionado. And now a guy that's actually being active on Twitter. Britton has great to have you back behind the glass and come join me here on the set. You can follow Britton as I do at Britton has. First of all, you were opposed to it for a long time. Now I see you tweeting about fights. And whenever we get there and uh, Rob Moreno does a great job behind the glass as well. We like to tweet about the fights as they're going on. Is it MMA that pulled you into the deep waters of Twitter? Uh, I think so. I think that it just, uh, it was, there's too many bad opinions. I got to weigh in and correct people. But no, hey, I've been asking everybody uh, on the card for UFC 284. What were your thoughts on the main event down under? Uh, I think that if it was like old pride scoring where, uh, the, yeah, the old pride scoring where, um, uh, you know, who was winning at the end of the fight, yeah. you know, was given the victory, mm-hmm. uh, then that would have gone to Volkanovsky. But I think you can easily see Islam winning three rounds there. Okay, so it seems like fair. Again, across the board here for everybody, uh, we talked about UFC 284, of course, the last pay-per-view last weekend. Islam Makachev does retain the belt, and it feels like everybody at the end thought it was a close fight, but Makachev, the rightful winner, uh, three rounds to two. Britton, let's get to this card here, and I know you're looking at, at a fight here in Zach Palga, who's a minus 275 favorite right now, against the Beverly Hills Ninja in Jordan Wright at plus 230. Look, we've talked a lot on this program, and you and I certainly have, about Jordan Wright, and it feels like you, if it doesn't happen in the first five minutes, it normally doesn't happen, right, for Jordan Wright. What about this fight against Palga, who, you know, in his UFC de- debut, shocked, he was shocked, and now back out there against Jordan Wright, and again, a big favorite, an almost $3 betting favorite. Well, I think, first of all, any chance we can get to shout out Explode Fight Series, where uh, Jordan Wright made his name, we should, where he you know, finished guys with 0-14 and 0-22 records before <laughs> making his way to the UFC. <laughs> I think we got to call attention to that. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, But there's a reason why somehow this guy who is 2-4 and four in the UFC is a co-main event here, Jordan mm. Wright. It's because exciting fights, not the most technical, not you know the highest quality, but he goes all out for as long as he can, and somebody gets finished every time, and that's exactly what Dana White wants to see. So that's why he's the co-main event. Um, you know, th- it, it's crazy to say, but like this is a fight where like you could take the alt under half a round prop and wow. you know take plus money there, like three, four to one, uh, and you know, it, and it's like it's dumb, you know, because usually stuff doesn't happen the way you expect it to. But Jordan Wright. He hasn't learned from his mistakes yet. At all. So I don't think we expect him to. And I'm, and then that's the thing. I think he's a live dog just because he's got all these crazy elbows, crazy kicks. He has some submissions. He'll try to throw them in in the worst positions possible, but sometimes he gets them. Uh, and, you know, Palga is all the hype in the world because also that's why he's the dancing partner in this. You know, mm-hmm. he's co-main event and he's 0-1 in the UFC. He got KO'd as a two, minus 275 favorite against Kamaru Usman's younger brother. Right. Uh, so, you know, it's like I feel like there's so much variance in this fight that I feel like, you know, doing what's safe is probably not the way to go about it, you know, because obviously there's nothing safe in the fight game. No. Um, but I think that, you know, Pauga is 
you know, like I said, there's a lot of hype behind him. He came to the UFC undefeated, lost his first fight when as a huge favorite. Um, there's also like, I mean, I would honestly say like over one and a half and under a half. You know what I mean? Well, like, because over, cause, yeah, the over right now is plus two thirty. Yeah, right. If you think it's going to get over seven and a half minutes, the under, you can see why it's juiced at minus two seventy five because the track record, like you're pointing to. Jordan Wright just does not change his stripes. So it feels like, man, even if it hits the bell, he's going to be exhausted. Yeah. And he's going to come out and survive another 230. Yeah, well, that's so because Pauga, you know, he's five and one with one loss via KO. He's only right. got one KO victory and he's got four decisions. Mm. He's a wrestler. So, like, if he is, you know, if he's got a good coach and says, hey, this guy's going to be trying to hit you with everything from the opening bell, uh, you know, try to get him to the ground and just hold on to him, kind of do what Islam did to Volk. Yeah. You know, in those middle rounds, then it could go over. I mean, that, that's the thing. It sounds kind of counterintuitive to say under half a round or over one and a half rounds. Right. But uh, that middle five minutes there could be a lot of stalling. You know, that, that's what, at least that's what I see. So it could be live and maybe lock in those plus prices at, you know, minus, if you want to go for a quick knockout here in the first two minutes and 30 seconds of the fight of round one, and also the over, if it doesn't, now you got a small five minute window, you got to survive there if you try to take those yeah, big plus Yeah, exactly. Prices. Hopefully you can hit one of them. You know, you'll either make money quickly yeah. or uh, you'll know you'll, you'll know where, where, where you're headed pretty you, early in the fight. Britain, we normally, when you look at heavyweight fights, right, you normally don't think overs. But you've identified one here that you think maybe Josh Parisian in his fight that maybe this could be the, the type that you look at it at an overplay. Well, you know, like every everybody who's you know a casual fan or whatever and betting up for fun on Saturdays and say, oh, heavyweight's got to go for inside the distance, got to go for the KO. Right. But you know, Josh Parisian's a guy that will go the distance. You know, I mean, he's got only he only has two decisions. Uh, but you know, one of those is in the UFC against a guy, Roque Martinez, who's not exactly a high level guy. And I don't necessarily think Jamal Pogues is a high level guy either. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, maybe he will be eventually, but he's a guy that took two, two chances in the contender series to get his contract. And those were both decision wins, which is why he had to run it back into another contender. Cause you know, if you get a flash KO flash submission, then you'll get your contract. If you have kind of a boring uh, decision, yep. they sometimes make you run it back. And he did, and he got another decision and they're like, all right, well, we can't keep him out for winning two contender series matches um so you know i mean i think it's kind of crazy too that pogues is like a favorite in this fight uh just because a parisian's been in there a long time a, a sizable favorite too yeah and I, I just i don't know what his you know he's four ko's one sub four decisions uh and like i said two of those are in the contender series which isn't exactly high the highest level of mma yeah uh you know i don't i don't think parisian's going to be intimidated by him and i think it's kind of disrespectful so like if i had to choose a side i would go parisian uh, and, you know, the, this fight going the distance is minus 125. How often do you see that For in a heavyweight fight? Very That's telling you rarely. something right there. You know, and again, like we just had Reed Kuhn on, and, and Reed goes, you know, uh, fightnomics, analytics, right? His, his numbers lead him. I, I think what you do so well, Britton, is you really do look back at the opponents. Because I think sometimes people get fall in love with records, and they don't look at who these people actually fight. And so, like, a Jordan Wright, for instance, as you, as you uh, out, outline there, it really does behoove a better to look back and see who did you get these numbers against before I'm going to lay potentially $2, as you mentioned, against Parisian. Uh, yeah, no, exactly. It's just, strength of schedule is an yep. underrated uh, metric it in really UFC, is. and it's also the hardest to really quantify because, like I said, I was talking about Jordan Wright's experience in Explode MMA. You know, you and I could probably get a fight in that organization this weekend <laughs> if we wanted it. I don't, I don't want it. D yeah, depends yeah. what it pays. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Alex Hernandez because I know you and I have been burned in some of his fights in the past against Jim Miller. And look, if you've been betting on MMA, you've probably won a lot betting on Jim Miller through the years. This guy is going to be a Hall of Famer for sure. And you've probably been on the wrong side when you're 35 and 16 like Jim Miller is. But now he's almost a $2 betting underdog against Alex. We know Hernandez wants to come out quickly 
in this fight and use that nine-year uh, advantage he has at being 30 versus the 39-year-old Miller. How do you see this fight playing out? Uh, well, you know, when I heard this fight, this matchup, before there was lines, before anything, I was like, okay, probably about to pick him, right? You know, like, just right. because... Hernandez, you know, he's got good highlights, but he's also got he's got the thing where it's like he tries to bully you early, and if he doesn't get the early finish, you know, he gets that lactic acid in his arms, and he doesn't quite throw as hard or as fast as he was earlier mm. in the fight. Uh, and Jim Miller has been putting together a good second half to his career. You it's know, amazing. He's got three KOs in a row, you know, including one against Donald Cerrone, who's you know obviously aging as well. Uh, but you know, Alexander Hernandez isn't a tip of the spear guy. I don't think Jim Miller is going to be worried about it, and I don't think we worry about Jim Miller's gas tank. But we and we know he's durable, you know. Like right. I just think that this fight, uh, you know, I, I think that Miller is probably more likely to get a KO than Hernandez in this situation. Uh, funny enough, I mean, Miller hasn't been KO'd since uh, twenty eighteen against Dan Hooker. You know mm. what I mean? Like he's he's got a good chin and he knows how to defend himself. So uh, I, I just think that you know these odds are kind of off, and I bet we see this compress a little bit when we get closer to fight time. You know what's interesting too is you look at the the prop there for the fight just to go the distance at plus $1.65 and that's where I was kind of leaning and then when we talked to Reed Kuhn and he mentions the finishing potential of Miller when he gets a fighter down to the ground and you mentioned Hernandez how he will gas and those arms won't be the same. Is there danger for people want to bet that plus money that we go and this one hits the cards? Yeah I don't think we're seeing this one hit the cards uh, just the way that the both these guys, you know, one Miller, Miller fights for the finish because yeah. he's a veteran. He knows that's why he's been in the UFC as long as he has because he has exciting fights and finishes are exciting. And uh, you know, Alexander Hernandez, just look at his last fight against Billy Quarantillo with uh, 430 into the second round, he got TKO'd because he gassed, you know. And mm -hmm. in, in the first round, you know, his live odds were probably minus 500 because he was, you know, laying it on him. Look great, but guess what? Quarantillo was expecting that, weathered the storm, and came back and you know took advantage of it. So I don't think this goes the distance unless they get in some sort of a wrestling stalemate situation for a round or two. Um, but yeah, I think that I think Miller is definitely undervalued here. I bet money comes in on him. Got um, And yeah. One minute to go. I got to get your thoughts on the main event. Let's get down, Josh, against Blanchfield here. Again, you and I talked about it a little bit before we started uh, First Strike today. And you look at the the younger fighter by eight years younger at 23 versus the ultra-experienced Jessica Andrade. But she is taking the fight on short notice. How do you break down this main event? Well, Blanchfield's been a huge favorite in all of her UFC fights before this. And now she's a dog against mm -hmm. a fighter who's coming up in weight on short notice. I mean, Andrade is, a, you know, kind of like a female Volk as far as her build. You know, fire hydrant, yep. short stature, hard to get a takedown on someone who's that low to the ground with center of gravity. Uh, but the thing is, we all look at, like, there's an, a six-inch reach advantage for Blanchfield in this. Mm -hmm. You know, and that matters when you've got the style that Blanchfield has, which is, you know, some big, uh, she can grapple, but you know, she can also strike from the outside. Uh, so I feel like it's tough for Andrade to get close to her mm. and imp impose her will. I think that, uh, you know, I, I think there's value on Blanchfield. I just don't necessarily want to rush to date Andrade because she's such a veteran. You know, her, her method of victory is she's drawing straight with nine decisions, eight KOs, and seven Gotta go, subs. Britain. Great stuff <laughs> as always. Thanks for watching. First Strike here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4. 
Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.